0: Amen. Now you know what we just did is very important, and uh, for for Brother Godfrey to come to me and say, "I would like to thank the Lord for His goodness." It's something worth doing. It's something worth doing. One of the things that I've been since we a week ago finished the Eurasian Camp meeting is the need to be thankful. The need to be thankful. The need to be thankful to God. Look, when you are full of thanks, you would not be full of complaints. Amen. When you are full of gratitude, you would not be grouchy. Amen. A lot of people are always looking at what they don't have. And when you look at what you don't have, It will cause you to complain. A lot of people compare themselves with other people. Don't ever compare yourself with other people. You are unique. You are different. Don't compare. Don't compare. Because when you compare yourself with others, you'll discover two things. One, you'll discover that some have gone ahead of you. And when you discover that some have gone ahead of you, it's going to make you feel inferior to them. The second thing you'll discover is this. You've gone ahead of them. And when you discover you've gone ahead of them, it's going to cause you to be full of pride. And God resists the proud. But God gives grace to the humble. We've got to be grateful to God where we are. It's a journey, people. Tell someone it's a journey. It's not a hundred meter dash. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's not even a cross country. It's a journey for the rest of our lives. Amen. The day we stop on this side of eternity is the day we close our eyes on this side of eternity. But while we are still here, we are always going to be grateful to God for what He does. The Bible said, The Lord is good and His mercies endure forever. Notice His mercy is not for a day, His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. Let's learn to be grateful. Let's learn to be thankful. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not one of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? Who renews your youth so that you are like the eagle? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. God's good. good. God is 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 good. I say God is good. I said, God is good. And before this year is out, we're going to get together again. And we're going to give more people the opportunity to thank the Lord. I'm telling you, we're going to do it. The 31st night, the 31st of this month, as we observe our crossover service to the year 2019, we shall gather together here, 8 p.m., and we shall thank the Lord for what is done. There's going to be music and singing and dancing. And there's going to be offerings giving to the Lord. Telling the Lord how grateful we are for what is done. Do you know there are those who saw the beginning of this year, they are not alive today? Do you know that there are those who saw yesterday, they slept but they did not wake up this morning? Do you know that? Do you know there are those incapacitated? They are in the hospital bed. They can't even move. People have to feed them. Do you know that? But here you are, strong. Here you are breathing. Here you are dancing. Here you are blessed and happy. Here you are talking. Here you are with your eyes intact. Come on now. No one is feeding you here this morning. Here you are well clothed, in your right mind. In your right mind. In your right mind. As we speak right now, some people are running helter-skelter, all across the city, trying to find a solution to their problems. But God's giving you the solution. Amen. In actual fact, God's made you the solution. Amen. Tell your neighbor, God has made you the solution. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Who knows that you're a solution to the problems of many? Do you know that? Do you know you are, you are a solution to the problem of many? Praise God. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage each of you, especially those in business. I want you to understand why you are in business. You're not in business just to make money. You're in business so that you are a witness for Christ. In the marketplace, you have to be a witness for Christ. You're not there to just make money and live large and drive a nice car and live in a big house and buy a second house and buy a third house. Yeah, you buy a third house, you buy a fourth house. You're released to do that. Praise God. You get a car, you get a second one. But listen, the main reason why you are in business is that you are a witness for Christ. Amen. 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 If those working at your place of work don't even know you are a Christian, then I don't even know know what to say to you. I don't know what to say to you. I wanted to say shame on you, but no. Let me not say it. I just said it. (coughs) Well... (laughs) No, listen. If you're walking. You, you need to let them know that you are a child of God yes. at your place of work. Yes. Even those of you working in schools or, or you are an employee at your place of work, you've got to declare your faith. Yes. You don't hide this. You're not supposed to be a secret disciple. I yes. said God, well, I don't want them to know I'm a Christian because if they do, they'll persecute me. <laughs> yeah, they'll persecute you. But the Bible says you shall be persecuted for righteousness' sake. Persecution comes for righteousness' sake, because we live right. Amen. Not because we live for the devil. That you're not getting persecuted because you're, you're bribing and you're stealing. And you're, you're doing all kinds of craziness. You're persecuted because you live right. Amen. You're persecuted for righteousness' sake. And that is, that is the right persecution for a Christian. Amen. That is the kind of suffering a Christian suffers. You suffer for the sake of right living. Don't suffer because you're a thief. Don't. No. No. Listen now. Don't suffer because you're a gossip. Come on now. Don't suffer because you took what does not belong to you. Pastor God, are you preaching good? Don't suffer for the wrong reason. Suffer for the right reason. Because you're righteous, Amen. you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alleluia. I said, "Praise the Lord. Alleluia. I said, "Praise the Lord." Alleluia. Let's look at this before I let you go today. I have a word in my heart that I want to bring here. I want to talk to you today on decisions and outcomes. Decisions and outcomes. How I many of you know that every decision has an outcome? It is like time and harvest. It is like sowing and, and reaping. Every decision has an outcome. Tell your neighbor every decision, every decision. Has, an has an outcome. It is like seed time and harvest. When you decide to do something and you go ahead and get it done, it will produce. A harvest. Amen. There's going to be an outcome of the decision that you make. Amen. That's very true. So every decision has an outcome. I want us to go to the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth in the Old Testament. We're going to read from chapter 1 and verse 1. Decisions and outcomes. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife Naomi, and the name of his two sons Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. Verse 3. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of one was Opa and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. And Marlon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, and she, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. So we understand that the reason why Elimelech took his wife and two sons out of Israel to go down to Moab was because of bread. to say bread. bread. Bread was the reason. Or we can say food was the reason. Or we can say to have a better life was the reason why Elimelech took his wife, two sons, out of Israel into Moab. But as we can see here, Elimelech died when they arrived in Moab, or shortly after they arrived. The sons, uh, Malion and Chilion, eventually got married, but ten years later, after they had lived in Moab, Malion and Chilion also died. Now Naomi was left with her two daughters-in-law, Opa and Ruth. Now, when you go home, you can study this out for yourself, the whole book. You will realize that this story eventually ended up beautifully because Ruth eventually got married to Boaz, and she gave birth to Obed, who gave birth to Jesse, who gave birth to David, who was the greatest king Israel ever had, and who was also the ancestor of Jesus. So we can say that from this major mistake came something beautiful. Are you listening now? But there are two kinds of decisions. There are major decisions and there are minor decisions. A major decision once made may never be changed. When you make a major decision, you've got to understand That once you have decided and you have taken the step in that direction, you may never change it. I've said to people over and again that when you make a major decision that cannot be changed or reversed, even after you have repented from the decision you've made, God may not take the consequence away. Should I say that again? If you've made a major decision that has a negative repercussion, God may not change the consequence. Even after you've said, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done, the consequence may not be changed. So what does God do when you've made a major decision that has a negative repercussion? God will give you the grace to live with it. Did you hear me? God will give you the grace to live. I can give you example after example of bad decisions that people have made that they are living with today even though they have repented. Because some things cannot be changed in the natural. Did you hear me? Some things cannot be changed in the natural. Do you understand what I mean? Some things cannot be changed. Some harvest cannot be changed. And I'm going to show you how people make decisions on a daily basis that's affecting them majorly. We're going to see people who have made major decisions that has affected them majorly. And God had to give them grace to live with it. Do you understand what I mean by that? So a major decision is very important. Now, there are minor decisions. Some decisions are minor. Some decisions don't really have a a major repercussion. They're minor. So my message today is like having a huge counseling session. Most times, my counseling sessions is done from the pulpit. Because the Bible tells us in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter three, verses sixteen and seventeen, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works. Why do we have the Scriptures for correction? Who wants it for correction? Why do we have the scriptures? For instruction. Everyone say for instruction. instruction. Why do we have the scriptures? For reproof. Everyone say for for reproof. It says that the man of God may be perfect. Or the woman of God may be perfect. Thoroughly equipped for every good. So what I'm teaching you this morning is so important because you need it to make right decisions in life. Can someone say amen? Amen. Don't forget there are major decisions. Tell your neighbor, major decisions. decisions. There are minor decisions. Say minor minor decisions. Major decisions carry major consequences. Major decisions carry major consequences. I just want that to settle in. Major decisions carry major consequences. There are minor decisions. They carry minor consequences. And when the consequence comes, if it's a major decision, most times you can change it. After it begins to happen. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? So that's why it's very important that before you make decisions, you have to do some things. Number one, you have to pray. Tell you number pray. Because prayer is an important factor before you make major decisions. You've got to pray, pray, pray until you know what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. Did you hear me? Pastor God, well, I prayed last week. Did you hear the Holy Spirit? Pastor God, well, I prayed. I've been praying. Keep praying. Listen, keep praying until you hear the voice of God. Keep praying until you know the direction that God wants you to take. That is so important. If people would learn to wait on God in prayer, they wouldn't be in the mess that they are in today. Pray, pray, pray until you know what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. And listen, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. Praise God. That's number one factor. Prayer. Pray until you hear the voice of God. Someone said, but does God speak? Yes, God speaks. Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 16: when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Who wants to know truth? He'll guide you into all truth. He will guide you. The Holy Spirit has been given to us to guide us. To guide us into what? To guide us into truth. The Holy Spirit does not lead us into error. The Holy Spirit leads us into truth. Can someone say amen? Amen. Now, when you learn to hear the voice of the Spirit of God, you will always be in the center of the will of God. Always, 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 you would never miss God's timing. You'll never miss it because the Holy Spirit will lead you on a daily basis. So pray, pray again, pray again until you know what God wants you to do. Don't do nothing. And I thought someone would say amen. Amen. The second factor when it comes to knowing what God wants you to do is to not be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. I said, God will I have to do it now. No, you don't have to do it now. Don't be in a hurry. Tell your neighbor, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. See, this is this is something that I've I've, I've held I've upheld for a long time in my personal life and ministry because you know. Uh, you have people today running around trying to do their own thing. I came to the conclusion that I'd rather be behind God than to be ahead of God. Did you hear me? Yes. I'd rather be behind God than to be ahead of God. Amen. Amen. I'm not in a hurry. There's nothing to hurry about. Hurry brings horror. Listen, I'd rather you are behind than you are in front of God. Are you listening now? I'd rather you are behind than you are in front. Because people, a lot of people go ahead of God and they mess up everything and they expect God to fix it. I'd rather God say to me, you're you delaying too much. Come on, come on, my son. Than for God to say, you're going ahead of me. What's up with you? Are you, are you listening to me? And I can guarantee you that many of your friends, many of your relatives, are going to put pressure on you to go ahead of God. They're going to put pressure on you. What are you waiting for? Look at your mates. Look at your friends. Look at that pastor. Look at that brother. Look at. They're doing more than you are doing. Don't ever compare yourself with anybody. I don't care what people do. I care about what I'm doing. Can someone say amen? Amen. And this, this mentality, this pressure has plunged many into trouble. Because they want to run ahead of God. You can't run ahead of God. You can't run ahead of God and be safe. The Bible says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain. Who build it? Except the Lord watch over the city. The watchmen are awake in vain. You have to let God build it. Therefore, you let nobody pressure you to do anything. Nobody's going to pressure me to do anything. But I can guarantee you to wait on the Lord pays. I said to wait on God pays. I'm preaching good now. I said to wait... To wait, to huh, to wait, to wait on God pays. Yeah. David said, "My soul, wait on the Lord." You've got to tell yourself like that, because people are going to start whispering to you. What have you been doing, man, all oh, these years? What are you doing? Come on, man. Come on, come on, bro. What's up with you? Look at your mates, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And you know what? You listen to them, you run ahead of God. There's a way that seemeth right to men. The end of that is death. I'd rather be behind. And God said, my son, you, you're delaying. But see, God is patient. God's patient. God's kind. And praise God, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry that I'm behind. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm going to catch up now. Because see, to catch up is easier than to start fixing what you have ruined. Did you hear me? It's easier to catch up. For me to catch up, I've got to read a lot of books now. Are you listening now? For me to catch up, if I was praying 50 minutes, now I have to pray 50 hours. You get my point? For me to catch up, there is a responsibility on me. Now I have to catch up. I haven't read like I should have read. So I wasn't reading enough. Now I'm going to read a book every week. I'm going to catch up. I'm going to catch up. No. It is not who starts the race first. It's not who starts the race first because some start first, but they fall along the way. Can someone say amen? amen? So if I've not read like I should have read, then I'm going to read. If I've not prayed like I should have prayed, then I'm going to pray. If i have not fasted like I should have fasted, I'm going to fast because the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Once they are given, they will not be taken away. The gift and the call of God is still there and I'm going to catch up if I need to. But the problem is if you've gone ahead of God, guess what happens? The enemy is going to take you out. Because you are not the leader. God is the leader. He is the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way. He is the one that makes the crooked places straight. He is the one that loosed the loins of kings to open to you the two-leaf gates. He says, I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight. It is God who goes before us, not we going before him. This is where the problem is. Because people are in a hurry, in a hurry, in a hurry. I must get it. I must get it yesterday. That was the problem with Esau. Esau had a problem. Esau's problem was the fact that he could not just wait for two hours and prepare himself lentil soup. He came back from the field and he saw Jacob. Jacob had prepared himself lentil soup. And Esau said, I'm very hungry, my brother. Can you give me some soup? Jacob said, Esau, I'm not going to give you my soup. I'll only give you my soup on one condition. Esau said, what's the condition? Jacob says, sell me your birthright. From today, I want to have the inheritance. Are you listening now? Now think with me. Think with me. Don't you agree with me that Esau could have waited for two hours? How long does it take to prepare lentil soup? That's the favorite, our, my favorite soup in the country, by the way. Merjimek, right? That's what it is. Merjimek Chorba. My favorite soup. Lentil soup. How long does it take to prepare lentil soup? 30 minutes. 20 minutes. Somebody might just say 10 minutes now. <laughs> 10 minutes. It takes you 10 minutes to prepare lentil soup. Praise God. 10 minutes. So, so let's, let's, just, let's just say Esau waited for 2 hours. Hey bro, you will not die in 2 hours. Exercise some patience. For Esau said, my brother Jacob, who cares about the birthright? Give me food. You know what I called out? Immediate gratification. Immediate gratification robs you of your future. Give it to me and give it to me now will rob you of your destiny. So I'd rather wait for two hours than run ahead of God and get into trouble. Preaching some wisdom here now. Number one, pray, 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 pray. Tell your neighbor, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. Number two, don't ever be in a hurry. Now, if you think about it, what do you think the old advertising company is designed to do? The advertising company is designed to put us in a hurry. Buy the product now, There's 50% off. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's 50% discount. Buy it now, buy it now, buy it now, buy it now. If If you don't buy it now, you lose it. How many of you have ever gone to rent an apartment here? Give me a down payment, down payment, down payment. If you don't give me down payment, before you come back in two hours, someone else would have rented the house. It's not true. I'm not in a hurry. If I'm not going to get that one, well, I'll get another one. This is the mindset we must have. Pay for it now. Pay for it now pay for it now. And you have the billboard in front of you. And you have TV bombarding you. And you have this bombarding you. If you don't buy it now, you're going to lose it. It's a 50% discount. Pay for it right now. If you don't pay for it right now, you won't get it now. And I come back the next day, it's still there. (laughs) You come back one week later, it is still there. I know this stuff. It's just the tactics of these salespeople. And you know what I'm talking about. You try to get a pair of shoes, and you go there, they tell you, hey, 30% off, pay for it right now. I know I'm not going to pay, because I know, I know, that's not the real price. I'll get the real price two months later. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, don't tell me that if I don't pay for it now, I will not get it. I look at it, I like it, I'm coming back, but not today. I'm coming back not today. And I go back there. You go back there two months later. It is still there. I thought you said they will buy it. It's market strategy. And that's what the devil is using. To get people to make decisions in a hurry. And when you make decisions in a hurry, it will produce horror. And you wish you did not. But you already did. Tell your neighbor, don't hurry. Don't be in a 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 hurry. Amen. My times are in His hands. It makes everything beautiful in its time. I'm not in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. The Lord is the one who blesses. The Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh one truly rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. When my God blesses you, there will not be sorrow attached to the blessing. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. Look at the text we just read. There was no food in Israel. Starvation and famine. And this guy, Elimelech, came up with an idea. Hey, come on, let's go to Moab. He takes his wife and takes his two sons. And they travel to Moab. They arrive Moab, shortly after they arrive Moab, the man dies. You're running from death, but you're running into death. Mm. You're running from death, you're running into death. The best place to be is the will of God. And God might even put you in the Sahara deserts of Africa. But God will make you a blessing Amen. there. This section here, your amen is not, I'm not even here. Amen. I don't understand. Amen. I say, even if God push you in the desert of Africa, God will bless you there. Amen. People come back one year after you arrive there. The desert has become an oasis. Because God can make rivers to flow in the, in the desert. Praise God. See, God, God blesses anywhere. The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, that's all that's required. Not if you are too smart. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, obey me. That's what God says. Be willing to do my plan. That's what God says. And you shall eat. You will not starve but eat. That's what he said in his word. Can someone say amen? amen? That's his word. That's his promise. If you be willing and you are obedient, you shall eat the good. one say, I'm going to eat the good amen. of this land. Amen. amen. It's been two months, right, since I came back from Paris. And I met with guys who used to be here. And guys that I told, don't leave the country. No, pastor, there is no job here. (laughs) Some of them have been there for 10 years. They still don't have have a good job. And what has happened to them is they have actually retrogressed. They haven't progressed. Running from the police. No paper. The same thing they complained about here is the same thing they're suffering there. You're running from death, you're running into death. Tell you number, pray. Pray. Pray, again. pray again. Pray, pray again, pray again. Until, until the Holy Ghost speaks. <laughs> hallelujah. hallelujah. I said, "Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. "Hallelujah." Listen, you guys need to know that you're blessed. I was in this place and I looked at the people. I said, oh, These people, I thought they said they live in Europe. And I was looking at their faces. My God. <laughs> <laughs> the best place is the will of God. So God will bless you anywhere. Amen. Anyway. He says, my hands are not short that I can't deliver you. My ears are not heavy that I can't hear your prayer. It says, it's iniquity that has turned good away from you. God wants to bless you. God's on your side. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? And you know, you have to say this. If nobody prospers in this country, I will. Amen. If no one can believe God in this country, I can believe God. Yeah. Amen. 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 You have to be so resolute because your prosperity, your success is not based in, uh, on going to a geographical place. Are you listening to me? So Elimelech said, Let's go, let's go to Moab, and they go to Moab, and he dies. His two sons got married, and 10 years living in Moab, his two sons also died. Naomi is bereaved. Now, she's all alone. She also cater for two daughters-in-law. She eventually goes back because she heard that God has brought food back to the land. But here is the question. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Here is a question. While they were in Moab for 10 years plus, did the people die over there in Israel? No. <laughs> you see, that's the lie of the devil. The devil tell you you're going to die if you don't leave. And then you come back, you see that we are still strong here. Amen. Oh, yeah. We are still strong. We are still blessed. Yeah. We are still marching on strong. Yeah. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Ah. <sighs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Pray, pray, pray. Don't ever be in a hurry. And the third thing I want to talk about today, and I'll finish with this, consult with wise people. Tell you never consult with wise people. Some people are not wise. Don't consult with unwise people. Consult with wise people. Go, go with me to the book of First Kings in chapter twelve. First Kings in chapter twelve. If you have found it, say Amen. First Kings in chapter twelve. I'm going to read from verse one. He says, and Rehoboam sent uh, went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. And it came to pass when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it. For he was fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt. And they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our yoke grievous. Now, therefore... Make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke which he put upon us lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days, then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men. That was the old men. He consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived. And said, How do you advise that I may answer these people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou would be a servant unto this people this day, and would serve them, and answer them, and speak good, uh, good words to them, then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men. That was a young man. man. Consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him, spake unto him, saying, Thus. Shall thou speak unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, Thy Father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my Father's loins. <coughs> and now, whereas my Father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke, my Father had chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. And Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly, and forsook the old man's counsel that they gave him, and spake to them after the counsel of the young man, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, And I will add to your yoke, my father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah the Shilonite, unto Jeroboam the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered... The people answered, um, where's that? Yes. The people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the sons of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Now see to thine own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tents. Are you seeing that? So you, you look at this picture right here Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. Became the king in place of his father Solomon. And the people of Israel came to him and said, Make our burden lighter, for your father had put heavy burdens on us. Make it lighter. Rehoboam consulted with elders who had been with his father. And he said to them, What should I answer these guys? The elders said to him, Speak nicely to them. Lighting their load, if you become their servant, they shall be loyal to you forever. But Rehoboam decided to also consult with his friends, those that grew up with him. He said, What should I tell them? His friends said to him, Tell them that your finger, your your, your pinky, will be thicker than your father's waist. Tell them that your father chastised them with whips, but you would chastise them with scorpion. Now Rehoboam was consulting with the wrong people. We must be very careful when it comes to making major decisions that we consult with the right people. Are you listening to me? Because Rehoboam consulted with young people, Who were not wise. I'm not saying young people are not wise. But these young people were not wise. Because he consulted with these young people who were not wise. They ruined his kingdom. It is very important that we consult with the right people. Can someone say amen? Amen. So when you're dealing with a situation and you want to make a major decision. Be very careful who you tell. Be very careful who you tell. Did you hear me? Don't get everybody involved. Can someone say amen? amen? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. There are some things you don't tell some people. <laughs> amen. There are some things you don't tell some people. They don't, they don't have what it takes to hear it. Amen. Sometimes you tell someone, I want to start something. The moment you tell them you want to start it, they start it. <laughs> they started before you. Consult with the right people. Some people would not want you to start it because they know that you will succeed. So they'll discourage you. Oh, you want to do that? Don't do it. It's not worth it. But they know it's worth it. But they just don't want you to succeed. Are you listening to me? So keep some things private. Keep some things private. There are things only your wife or your husband should hear. Keep some things private. Some people get themselves into trouble because they have big mouths. Oh, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. everyone is talking against me. Yeah, you told them. You told them the secret. That's why. You shouldn't have got them involved in the first place. Can someone say amen? amen? Consult with the right people, consult with people that are wise. And let me tell you, young people, listen to me. We're all young, but let me tell you, you're 20. You're 20, you're 21, you're 22. Look, you can read all the books you want to read. Some things only come with time and age. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Period. Some things only come with time and age. A good place to say amen. Some things only come with time and age. That's why in Africa we respect our elders. Uh, I'm not I'm not uh, an American. Who calls people that are twice your age, hey hey John? <laughs> hey hey John, what's up John? Come I'll slap you if you call. <laughs> 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 Hey, buddy, what's up? Hello? Some things come with time and with age. Praise God. I said, praise God. I said, praise God. Is anybody getting anything from this thing? Praise God. So, major decisions are important. Don't get yourself in a hole, don't get yourself stuck. Don't ruin your life. Don't ruin God's destiny for you. God has an awesome plan for each of you. Don't let the devil ruin it. Don't let anyone ruin it. Amen. That's why the people you consult with is so important. One of the major things that I do in ministry is counseling. And I have people come to the office on a regular basis to counsel with me. And the things we discuss is private, and it stays private. Praise God. Hallelujah. But there are some people, the moment to hear it, it's on Facebook. <laughs> the next day, they won't say the way you said it. Yeah. They will add a twist to it. <laughs> but when you read it on Facebook, you know they're talking about what you discussed with them. Social platforms have become platforms where people easily gossip. And they say, no, we are just passing information. <laughs> Some information should be private. Yes. And I thought someone would say, Amen. Yeah. Praise God. So even the things that God tells you in private, there is a time to begin to declare them publicly. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut. Joseph had a dream. He thought his brothers would be happy. Yeah, right? Hey, brothers, I had a dream. I had a dream. I saw the stars and the moon. And the son, they bowed to me. (laughs) Really? Really? Who do you think you are? You're the youngest. Come on, who do you think you are? How dare you say that? They rebuked him. Be careful who you tell. I said, be careful who you tell. (laughs) I said, be careful who you tell. Amen. 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 You know, even this whole prayer of agreement, you know, if two of you on earth shall come together and agree, right? Matthew 18, as touching anything it shall be done unto you by my Father which is in heaven. Even that prayer of agreement has to be done with someone who agrees with you. Not everyone agrees with you. Hold my hand. No, that don't mean you agree. (laughs) Let's pray. Hold my hand. Let's agree. This is not agreement. (laughs) Holding your hand does not mean you agree. Agreement is in the heart. I can grab your hand, but I don't agree. Hold my hand. Let's pray. I agree. I agree. I agree. No. This is not agreement. Agreement is I want you to have it. I believe with you, one hundred percent. I want you to have it. Amen. That is when God answers. Amen. But you be praying, Lord, my brother wants a new car, but me, I don't have anyone. <laughs> see now, see now, you don't agree. See now, you are not in agreement. You are envious. My brother wants to buy another house. He has a house. But Lord, what about me? What about me? Uh, What about me? Why are you always blessing them? What about me? See, you're not agreeing with them. So stop this. Hold hold, hold my hand. When When you don't fully agree with them. Did you see what I did back there? Did you guys say, hold my hand? Lord, I agree. Lord, I agree. You've got to agree in your heart. Agreement is not holding hands. Agreement comes from the heart. Amen. If two of you shall I agree, amen. agree. According to God's word, you believe like they believe. Can someone say amen? amen? In actual fact, you want them to have it more than you want, more than they want to have it. Amen. See, that's when it happens. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So I gave you three things today. Number one, I said pray, 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 pray until the Lord speaks to you, right? Number two is what? Pardon? (laughs) Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. What's number three? Consult Consult with the wise. Consult with the wise. And of course I said some things come with time and age, but that doesn't mean every old man is wise. I just want to say that. Oh, really? No, not every old man. No. People, people need to be wise according to the book. Amen. This is the wisdom we're talking about. Amen. Not just wise because you have gray hair. Amen. This is the wisdom. Amen. amen. No, because some old people will even tell you to do stuff contrary to the word of God. Consult with those who believe the word. Amen. Can someone say amen? amen? Sometimes you have a 20-year-old guy who is wise. Wise in the, in the word. Amen. You go to them, you say, I'm going to do that. They say, no, that you can't do that. That's wrong. That's not the right thing to do. Do it according to his word. Amen. And they advise you correctly. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But also when you go get, ad- get advice from someone, don't go there with your own opinion. Many come to me, Pastor God will, I want to do this. But they don't come to me because they want to get the full counsel of the word of God. They come to me because they want me to affirm what they want to do. And the moment I do not agree with them, they run off and go to other churches. Somebody came to me. This was a number of years ago. I said, God, well, I I want to do this. I want to do that. And uh, um, for me to do this, I have to forge this document. I said, no, you can't forge a document. It's unscriptural. No, is it not crazy? People come to a pastor expecting a pastor to say, Forge your document. <laughs> huh? Look at my forehead. <laughs> do you see stupid here? <laughs> I'm not stupid. If you want to do it, that's a cup of tea, but don't come consult with me about that. Because I'm going to tell you not to do it. Good place to say Amen. Yeah. You are either going to say amen or you're going to say, God help me. Because if you're not saying amen, it means you have a problem. Amen or oh me. Good. <laughs> you know, so I counseled him based on the word of God. And uh, he left the church. Did not even go home and pray over what I told him. You know what he did? Branched off to another church. To consult with another pastor. Unfortunately for him, when he had come to see me that day, he came with a new believer. So the new believer told me. (laughs) You are supposed to be the example. But the new believer came, told me, Pastor, you know, when we left you, we went to see this other pastor. We asked him the same question. Oh, really? That means you didn't even take what I told you. Because you want your will to be done. It's not the will of God, it's your will. So if it's your way, then why did you come? I No, no, he, just, he wanted me to say, yes, bless you. Come, let me pray about the document. That God will give you the wisdom on how to falsify the document. everyone say amen oh hallelujah Hallelujah. god is good god is good god is good